Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the Starting Accounting Practice Podcast. We're going to be digging more into our series of the best therapist websites, talking with real therapists out in the world, navigating this whole website and private practice and how do we connect with clients in the here and now in lovely ways and how do we navigate Do we DIY those websites? Do we outsource them to somebody else? Do we get a little done with you and get some support? Um, All the things. So today I have Sarah Weend from Philadelphia, well, more specifically Pennsylvania in like a tiny town, (laughs) in like a little tiny town, but we'll talk about um, even a little bit about how, um, how building a website and how to market that website, how that's impacted by living in a tiny town. Um, and uh, we'll dig into all of that. Welcome, Sarah. Hi there. Hi. All right. So we've got this website up. Let's talk about the first time that you realized that you needed to have a website for your private practice. What were the thoughts that went through your mind, if you remember, if you recall? Holy cow, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how long, like in your mind, when you're like, I don't know how to do this, what did you imagine it was like? Would you were like, you're like, oh, it'll probably take me like five hours or it'll probably cost me like $500 if I outsource it. Like what were some of the, the preconceived notions you had about websites when you started? Um, that's a great question because initially I thought um, that I needed to know code or that I needed to know all kinds of complicated things that I had no clue on how to do. Um, and thinking about everything I wanted to do, or even what websites were to look like, I thought, Oh my God, there's just too much. Like I won't be able to do it. It won't be able to look right. I'll have all of this stuff. That's like, uh, I was envisioning, um, just being completely lost and overwhelmed and not knowing like how to even start. Mm. And then how do you feel about your website today? I like, really like it. I really like my website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's morphed and changed over time, you know, as mm-hmm. far as um, it's become more, um, uh, it's progressed to, to a place where I really like it. Like, I really feel like it speaks to, um, to the people I wanted to speak to mm-hmm. and it's in my words and it's not, um, I feel like I'm true to myself when I, speak on my website and when I write on my website on the content and and the color everything down to like the colors the um the 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 images that I use I really like having all of that being part of the website and I think that I like having the control of of being able to put those tidbits of me Mm. on screen yeah and that's a, that's a piece, right? Cause you did decide to DIY your website. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What were some of the reasons why you decided ultimately to DIY? Um, I think initially, um, I think initially I thought, oh, geez, I don't have the, because I hadn't opened my doors yet uh, in yeah. private practice yet. 
And I thought, well, geez, I don't want to pay someone to do this. I didn't have like the extra funding around. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought, what the hell? I might as well just try it. Um, Because (laughs) I thought, seriously, I just thought, why not? Um, Because I watched um, one of your uh, lessons in, in, in business school, um, and kind of like breaking it down into steps. I thought, well, let's try it. Right. I think this is the piece a lot of times in the past, right. Building a website, what it did involve coding. You did need to know another language and now building a website is kind of closer to like developing a PowerPoint, right. The first time you looked at PowerPoint, your brain was like, I don't know how any of this works. I don't know what to write on the slides. I don't know how big to make the font, like all these things. Like initially that was a really big deal. And then most of us, not everyone, but most of us over time were like, oh, I could put together a PowerPoint. Maybe it's not the most gorgeous PowerPoint in the, in the planet, but like I do PowerPoint, like that's not a, a big deal. Yeah. And I think with the, all of the adjustments that have been made over time and the kind of software that's in, that's been put out into the world, building a website is like creating a PowerPoint presentation. And I think that place of, I think even if I was to imagine, right. In the same, going back to this idea of the PowerPoint presentation, Mm -hmm. if you went to someone else and you said, Hey, I want you to like do this PowerPoint presentation for me. They'd be like, cool, what's it about? And you're like, well, I'm not really sure yet. And they're like, okay, well, have you written out your training yet? And you're like, no, (laughs) I haven't. Like there's all this other information that we need that's so much like a website. And so Mm -hmm. I think often the process of kind of DIYing or, or writing out the presentation, writing out the website gives us a lot of clarity that even if we do eventually decide to outsource it to someone, at least we have the training written, you know, at least we have the material, but like you, a lot of people find like, by the time they get to that place, they're like, Oh, I don't really need to pay someone else to do this. Like I, I actually really like my website the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's kind of like one of those things that the things that I was very concerned about that I didn't know what to do, Mm-hmm. um, have become very, um, second nature. You know, I mm-hmm. like working on my website now because mm-hmm. I don't have to like, I don't have to overthink it per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of know the steps and kind of know the formula as far as what works and placement. And, and, you know, I think, um, when I hear time and time again from other people, like, Oh my gosh, I really like your website. Like it really, screams out to me. It makes sense. Like those are the things that really kind of reinforce like, Hey, that, that I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm, yeah. I'm saying the words that resonate with the right people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And so who do you hear that from? Is that from people you're networking with? Is that from potential clients? Like who are the people that say like, Oh, wow. Like this website really, like, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, both actually. Um, mm-hmm. I hear it from Clients who, who contact me, um, they say, you know, I did, I was, I, I researched um, you and, and what you do. And I really, I really liked what you were having to say. I like, um, it, it, it felt like it was describing me. Um, and with that being said, like other, like colleagues have said to me, like, you've done this all in your, on your own. And yeah, I have, you know, and, and 
basically kind of going back to the point where it was a trial and error. Like it didn't come out like perfect. And I'm still, as we're talking, like updating and doing things. And right before we start, I'm like, oh, I might want to do this and that and the other thing. So it's like, a, it's kind of like an ongoing process where mm -hmm. I'll update it and do different things or kind of like do little um, tweaks here and there. So mm -hmm. it is an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. I think that's the piece too, for a lot of people that that have a website built for them, for, for them, right? They outsource it and they're like, oh, my website's done. It's complete. And then they find out like, well, wait, no one's calling me. I don't understand why that is because it's like, oh no, we have to market the website. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to look at the search engine optimization of the website, make sure that Google understands what we're doing. Um, so for example, what is your specialty? Um, I'm a DBT therapist, so I specialize in helping um, people that suffer from borderline personality disorder, or in other words, people that have really intense, overwhelming emotions learn to kind of regulate those emotions so that way they don't make situations worse, and they can kind of maintain the relationships with the people that they love. Mm, I love that. And so what have you learned about what people are searching for online, and how have you kind of shown up? Um, with your website in that way? It took a lot of research and a lot of time initially as far as what um, people are actually searching. Mm -hmm. um, they're not looking up emotion dysregulation. They're not looking up those things. They're looking up things like, um, why do I act crazy sometimes? Why? Um, or I think I'm going crazy. Crazy is like a big word that people look at and they, they mm -hmm. type in because, you know, that's something that resonates with them. So a lot of what I, you know, focus on is, is, is relationship pain. Some people look at, um, some people do find me for borderline personality disorder and some people look for, um, DBT or dialectical behavior therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet initially, sometimes they might not know those terms. Eventually they might come to know those terms and that's why they seek me out. And yet initially, they're looking for things like a therapist near them, you know, or, so, and then when they reach my page they they, um, they can kind of see that what I'm describing meets with what's going on with them or not, you know, and that's kind of the, what's um, been kind of trial or trial and error and, and, and has been helpful in knowing what terms the people that I want to work with are looking for yeah. and kind of vice versa. I think that place too of, for, for many of them, when they're looking initially, you may be the first thing, person that's talked about DBT or borderline personality disorder with them. And so that's, it's really providing not just, um, hey, I can help you as a therapist, but it's educational. It's like a little mini training mm -hmm. for them. You even have like a quiz, like, mm -hmm. hey, is this something that impacts you in particular? And mm -hmm. so people can look into the blog and, and read something and say, oh, wait, well, you know, she's describing this thing called BPD. Like, does that fit me? Like, oh, it doesn't. But like, mm -hmm. oh, some of it does, you know, whatever the pieces are and then find yeah. out what is really good treatment for that as well. Yeah. And the, and the quiz was something I added and I had no idea how much it was going to blow up. I literally had no idea. It's almost dumbfounding <laughs> how, <laughs> how much like people like it resonates with them. People want to learn more. And, and I think what I'm particularly proud of in, in my quiz is that um, 
it's not just restating the DSM criteria. Like it's Mm -hmm. legitimately like the day-to-day stuff that people with BPD often face. So Mm -hmm. I think um, it's been a very pleasant surprise that time and time again, like that's been the one that like I get um, attention from like globally, it kind of blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's one of the most popular um, pages on your website. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can actually, because I have the back end of your website, right? I can go in and look at that kind of material and say your BPD quiz in the last 30 days has gotten over 6,500 views, right? Mm -hmm. Therapist in a little town outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Exactly. Right? (laughs) is helping people globally to understand this piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I know sometimes too, that was a little confusing even at the first, right? Like, oh, my website is attracting people globally. But what I do is like specific to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And so tell me about navigating that, kind of navigating the options of, well, do I want to do something completely different? Do I want to really stick with therapy? And like how you've navigated that tension of educating and helping people that you can't actually have as clients right now. The hugest, like the the biggest part for me was kind of narrowing down the location specifically Mm -hmm. um, where I live. I live in Lebanon County, which is the only thing I think nationally it's known for is it's Bologna. And honestly, <laughs> that kind of makes me giggle. However, <laughs> um, when you, you know, I thought, okay, what is, what are the regions that I would consider local as far mm-hmm. as um, where there are, are more people, because when there are more people, there's going to be more options to like kind of find a therapist near me. Okay. Yeah. So um, with your help, actually, we looked at, um, uh, some of the bigger, um, areas and we kind of narrowed it down to Philadelphia. I was initially thinking, okay, Harrisburg, because that's the capital. There's a big, it's a metropolitan area. It's just nowhere close to like Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, um, once I made those tweaks, um, updating my address, all that stuff, it just, increased the amount of calls, the consultations, like the, the, the interactions from people so much that it's Mm -hmm. been mind blowing. Yeah. I think this is one of the mistakes that therapists often make when it comes to, um, marketing their website or looking at the SEOs, they say, well, the broader I am, right. If I'm United States based, or even if I'm Pennsylvania based, I'm going to reach more people but often finding key phrases in particular cities Mm -hmm. is going to be more impactful. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember you had this question several months ago where you're like, I'm getting people from California. Should I get licensed in California? Is that what I need to do? And I was like, no, no, no. That just tells us like what you're doing is impacting people. And we just need to find where's that sweet spot and Mm -hmm. to find like, Oh, there's a lot of people searching for DPT in Philadelphia. Like this is a known piece they're looking and they're not, finding it. They're not finding you. And now that they're finding you, they're like, oh my gosh, yay. Here's this person who can help and support me uh, right here, right now. I think this is the other piece that I I do love um, about doing the DIY process is that you kind of like make friends with your website. And so it's not as scary to like get into the back end and look at the data 
Um, obviously, I love Squarespace. For those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, we have this up as a vlog on our website too, so you can see what this looks like in the back end. So Sarah can go in and actually see what's happening in her website without doing kind of anything fancy, right? She can see what search keywords are impacting that like, hey, she got 6,000 clicks in the last 30 days from Google. 6,000 people coming is, to her, her website. Yeah, yeah, which is like 60% more than even before. So it's... <laughs> It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And the people, and you can see exactly like, do I have BPD? Do I have the BPD quiz, the BPD test online, all of these pieces. But again, going down into what does that look like in terms of the local? And so tying that all the way down to the local searches in particular, that you can see like, oh, all of this. Um, though I think this is something important to know, even though some of the, these clicks and some of these searches are not necessarily from your ideal clients, they're not Pennsylvania based, but the fact that you have this amazing connection through Google, it actually makes Google see you as more of an expert. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it easier for you to rank in different cities and towns. It makes it easier for you to build up what might take someone else months or a year to get in place when you finally found the Philadelphia keyword, then key phrase that you wanted to do. I mean, it was pretty quick. Once you got the location, it was approved. <laughs> it was Google was like, Oh, you're in Philadelphia now. Fantastic. We trust you. You give people love clicking on your website. They stick on there. They spend a lot of time doing your quiz. Um, so people are happy with your website. And so Google likes you. And now you get to utilize that, right? And as part of this whole process. So what's, what's next for you and your website? Is it the place where you're like, oh, I'm just going to kind of ride this out? Are you going to keep tweaking monthly or quarterly? Like what does life look like now with the successful website that, you know, brings great clients to you? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, it was, I think, everyone in like a four block radius, like heard, like when I was meeting on the first page of Google, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I was very excited. Um, you know, I think at this point, what I've been doing is, is I'm, I'm routinely blogging and, and, and people legitimately read what I'm writing. It's not just, you know, mm -hmm. um, me just throwing out whatever, you know? And I think, mm -hmm. Um, recently, um, I became one of the listed on the, like the Google maps, that little section that has me listed, which was a really big success for me. I think I want to continue to kind of build on that because that's primarily where my clients are finding me. They're finding me yeah. online. So yeah. regardless if they've done the, the quiz or not, okay. Sometimes they've, they have, sometimes they haven't, you know, there's, they're, they're looking for, um, somebody who kind of works with what they're needing, you know? Yeah. And um, I think for, for now, like while I'm still on the, fir on the first page, I want to climb higher on that, you know? Uh -huh. Like that's kind of what I'm aiming for at the moment, you know? Yeah. So I think, um, and plus I like it. I like kind of like working on it. It's become easier for me. Yeah. And I dare say, I actually enjoy blogging now too. So it's, it's I know- <laughs> <laughs> but you get to reach out to your clients. You get to speak to them, mm -hmm. right? And support them. 
what does that look like? Are you building a newsletter from the BPD quiz? Like how many people do you have their emails to, to send out if you wanted to? That's a good question. I, I haven't looked for a long time. I probably should. That's probably um, a good thing to look at, Sarah. <laughs> I haven't, <laughs> I, I do, for the record, I do have a nice little spreadsheet that's like, yeah. it, it, it's automated. Um, yeah. The, uh, the um the newsletter that's kind of been a work in progress as yeah. far as automating it and making it yeah. make sense so yeah um i think that might be the next direction as well um just to kind of make it more consistent and then following up with those readers who give me the address their email address yeah um but yeah like i think yeah like i think i'm on a good roll with this and i yeah. kind of want to keep doing it yeah i love it so what advice would you give to someone else who's feeling like you, like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to possibly get started. Um, am I going to have to code something as I, I don't have a budget? I'm starting from scratch. What advice would you give to them? Um, I think, well, I, I think, I think kind of just kind of keep chipping away at it. It's mm -hmm. one of those things where the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. And I think, mm -hmm. It's okay if it's not exactly the way you want it, because it's not going to be that way at first, because it, you need to kind of get in there and, and, and mess around with it. It becomes, um, it's, it's kind of, I've gotten to a point where things that I used to find very difficult or kind of like how to strategically place certain things mm -hmm. I know off the top of my head. So it's kind of like, um, the more you do it, the less discomfort it is. Mm -hmm. And, and, and despite feeling overwhelmed, break it down into steps, ask someone who, um, has done it before. Mm -hmm. And, just kind of chip away because you're not going to have this beautifully done, perfect website off the top, you know, just mm -hmm. get something out there. Yes. Better. Yeah. It's better yes. than not having anything because yes. now more than ever, like this is how people like find therapists how and they find everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Everything. And I mean, I think it's, um, you know, particularly with Squarespace, I find that it's, it's very user-friendly um, you know, if there's a, if, if there's a problem that I can't figure out or, or what have you, it's incredibly, they're good with their customer service. They get back mm -hmm. to you fairly quickly. And I think that it's been, um, it's not necessarily easy. It has gotten easier, mm -hmm. um, particularly with, um, what I want something to look like. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you again, Sarah, for being here. It was my pleasure. Thank you. It's so much fun. And it's been so delightful to watch you grow your practice and, um, you. and your website. So uh, again, for those of you go to zinnymoney.com, check out all the free stuff. And of course, that upcoming free training to help you write a page on your website. Like, let's get started. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.